dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. The Alzheimer's Association International Society to Advance Alzheimer's Research and Treatment, or the much shorter iStart, announced a bunch of cool seminars for the start of this year. They're covering a wide variety of topics around dementia research and surprise, surprise, I found myself signed up to the one all around nutrition and dementia. If anyone's listened to my Food for Thought series on the Dementia Researcher podcast, you know that I'm fascinated by this topic. In this seminar, we'll be given a breakdown of all the biggest findings around this topic in 2023. The main themes were covered, and there were three of them. So why not report this back to you, our lovely readers and listeners. So the first topic was diets and dementia. And our Food for Thought series has talked a lot about these dietary approaches to reducing your chances of developing dementia. As the presenter navigated through this theme, there were some interesting insights about how the food we eat may impact our brain health. It's becoming increasingly clear that nutrition has a profound effect on brain health and that metabolic activity, which is influenced by what we eat, plays a big role. Most of the studies published in 2023 looked into at least one of three diets, the Mediterranean diet, the ketogenic diet, and you can follow a link in the text version of this blog to hear more about the ketogenic diet and dementia, and the MIND diet, which is essentially a whole food plant-based diet, but with the addition of fatty fish. In a wide range analysis of the published studies in 2023, the presenter demonstrated that all three of these diets had been shown to slow cognitive decline in dementia patients with each diet conferring its own unique benefits. The Mediterranean diet was shown to improve global cognition. The ketogenic diet improved verbal recognition and the mind diet helped working memory, verbal recognition, memory and attention. The mind diet was also shown in a rushed university post-mortem study of 581 people to reduce amyloid pathology and promote better brain health. The MIND diet certainly seemed to be the most powerful of the three, but the overall message was perhaps the most interesting. Diet can not only help prevent dementia, it can also improve the quality of life for someone who is diagnosed with dementia, although I suspect this is only the case for a limited time window before too much damage is done. On top of that, we saw 2023 studies further demonise ultra-processed foods. We've talked a lot about these in our Food for Thought series. It's those 21 ingredients most sound like chemicals sort of foods in shiny packaging to make them look enticing. Ultra processed foods can give you things like IBD and now it looks like they might also give you dementia or at least contribute. We heard about a study that followed 11,000 people and found that there was an almost dose dependent relationship between ultra processed food and cognitive decline. The more you consumed, the more your brain health declined later in life. If you consumed high amounts of ultra-processed food, you were four times more likely to develop neurodegenerative issues than if you consumed very little. Fascinating studies indeed, but the whistle whistle stop tour didn't end there. Second topic was the muscle-brain axis. This might seem like a strange topic to be linked into a nutrition seminar, but remember that our muscles are powered by what we eat. Now it seems our muscular health can also influence our brain health. Topics like this really make you realise how interconnected the brain is with every other part of the body. We heard about a study demonstrating that muscles literally mirror the pathologies seen in the brain of Alzheimer's disease with the aggregation of amyloid beta and formulation of tauopathies. Mitochondrial function in muscle cells was also shown to predict cognitive impairment with a study highlighting an association between skeletal muscle health 
and Alzheimer's biomarkers. The two are so linked that even hand grip strength can give an indication of brain health, with one study reporting an association between a loss of grip strength and hippocampal shrinkage. The key take home from this theme was that our brain and muscular system are connected, and neuromuscular dysfunction can be highly predictive of future cognitive decline. Definitely something to pay close attention to. The final topic was insulin and cognition, and it took us back to the territory that more naturally resides in the space of nutrition. Insulin levels in the body are heavily impacted by what we eat, and insulin pathways have always been heavily implicated in Alzheimer's disease development in one way or another. This has been the case for many years. We learned that a new study showed destruction of insulin receptors in the blood-brain barrier of Alzheimer's patients. Perhaps this sheds light on the mechanisms behind the insulin resistance that can be observed in Alzheimer's brains, a phenomenon that's led to some to dub the disease a type 3 diabetes. We also learned that administration of insulin through a nasal spray can potentially protect against cognitive dysfunction and reduce serum biomarkers of Alzheimer's disease. Back to the food angle, we also heard about a study that showed eating mixed nuts improved brain insulin sensitivity, but only in the brain. Nowhere else in the body, it seems nuts are magical foods for the brain. It was truly a fascinating seminar, and I took one message home with me. What we eat and how we live is so important. Our brains are fueled by our food. We've got a pristine Ferrari sitting on our shoulders. Why would we fuel it with chip fat? Premium fuel for a premium car. The same goes for the brain. Eat well, live well, think well, and eat peanut butter. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.